Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles. Brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. The Gravel Yard Bluegrass Band was literally formed in an actual gravel lot deep in the Ozark Mountains. Fueled by moonlit jam sessions, a group of several guys quickly realized that they had something more. It became an eclectic amalgamation of hard-driving traditional bluegrass, juxtaposed with a soulful country and Americana flavor. Aaron Ferris, one of the group's founders, joins me to talk about this unique blend of music and their upcoming recorded project. Hi, Aaron. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to um, talk with us this afternoon. You are in Arkansas, is that right? That is correct. I'm in uh, the gravel yard, and we're a bluegrass band based out of Arkansas, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, how long have you guys been together? Uh, so this iteration of the lineup has been together for about a year, but the gravel yard entity has existed for probably two or so years. Yeah. Um, and uh, we actually started in Mountain View, Arkansas, in an actual gravel yard. I was going to ask you the, about that and the origins of your name. So, yeah, please tell me. Yeah. So uh, we were originally, uh, we're, a lot of us are originally from Mountain View, Arkansas, that whole area up there. It's, uh-huh. uh, it's a kind of, that we built, they built themselves the folk music capital of the world, and that's where I'm from. Okay. And so the cool, the cool thing about it is you can come from anywhere and bring your acoustic instrument, and on a Friday or Saturday night, they just have jams all over town, and you can just go from one jam to the next. Really? And uh, this, yes, yeah, it's very, that's very cool. cool. That's cool. Yeah. And um, so my group started playing in an actual gravel yard there. Um, and one by one, we started picking players up and then the locals and kind of visitors started asking if the gravel yard band was going to be around. So <laughs> we just kind of ran with the moniker. Yeah, that's cool. Now, were you living there at the time and you're not there now or lived close by? How did all of that so work? My, my family is actually from there. So, okay. uh, my, my grandfather is uh, from a little bitty town up there called Timbo. And my grandmother's from a little bitty town called Fox, and my dad grew up in the Mountain View area. Mm-hmm. And so that's actually where I grew up. Uh, since then, I have moved. I still live in Arkansas, but I've, I've moved from there. But um, I actually lived in Mountain View for probably the first 20-some-odd years of my life almost. Okay. Uh, I still, still go back up there to visit family and stuff like that, and, of course, with the with the music and, and play and things like that. So Did uh, all, all you guys know each other at all before connecting there in the gravel yard? Not really. Okay. No. Which is what's cool about it. So, you know, uh, there's a lot of really good bluegrass bands that that go get players from, you know, uh, Tennessee, Carolina, Missouri. You know, they Mm -hmm. kind of put the best players they can find together. But what's cool about this group is every single player we have is from Arkansas. They're all from Arkansas. A lot of us are from the same town. Um, We actually, the first album we cut had the original lineup. um, But we actually, as a group, decided to kind of start spreading out a little more. And some of those players uh, weren't as into that as well. So we had a, a little bit of a lineup change. So this second album has a new lineup, um, but every player is from the state of Arkansas, and uh, three of us are from Mountain View. 
and I, I'm taking it that all of you were playing some other in some other iteration with other guys or something before you guys got together. Yeah, so uh, if, so the rundown on the group is I, I play upright bass, and I'm from Mountain View. Um, Tiffany Turner and Titus Turner uh, are the banjo player and mandolin player, respectively. They're mm-hmm. also both from Mountain View. Okay. So the three of us obviously have a very old-school, traditional, hard-driving approach to bluegrass. Yeah. We're, we're all three have that. Um, the guy who sings lead for us is Christopher Denny, and his vocals, I'm sure, uh, that you've heard are, are pretty unique. Mm-hmm. They're, they're very different. Yeah. Um, he actually had his own group for a little while, um, and then he, uh, he he stopped doing that and was just kind of hanging out. And so when, when the old group kind of fractured, we brought him in uh, to sing lead vocals for us. So his background is actually Americana and kind of folky, kind of singer-songwriter. He has that so, folky sound to his voice, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah he, he sounds like he's from, like, the 20s, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like yeah. You can imagine a radio crackling, yeah. you know, and, and what you hear coming through, that's what he sounds like. Yeah. So yeah. Um, he's got kind of a folky Americana approach to it and uh, i think i have that same americana approach so so we connected there um to, to bring kind of an americana and folk side to this album uh, and to this group yeah. and then cliff cliff prouse who plays uh fiddle for us um and matt clampett who plays guitar those guys actually um grew up with more of a a rock kind of influence and a, like a rock yeah. country blues rock kind of influence so in the album you'll hear moments of um oh, you know there are moments in there where it sounds like peter frampton <laughs> you know yeah and and so those influences come hard from from those guys and things like that so the cool thing about it is we all have a lot of different influences but to meld them all together the umbrella term is yeah it's bluegrass but you know it's bluegrass it's americana it's folk, sure. it's it's country it's kind of all of that yeah one. yeah yeah i took a spin through the the album uh link that you sent uh earlier and you're right it's um the first song i listened to i thought you know this is going to be some pretty good traditional grass but then you guys bounce pretty <laughs> pretty far to the other side and and uh and kind of back and forth uh throughout the album with different different tones so i I like that you've got that mixed up flavor there a little bit absolutely and even the ones that we do you know so so we're going to do like the really traditional stuff we love that stuff we're going to do like crying holy the lord we're going to do dark hollow you know Mm -hmm. those are classics but even dark hollow um we it has its own flavor right a lot of people a lot of people really rip dark hollow you know Mm -hmm. they really get it get it driving get that good old jd crow kind of sound to dark hollow but Mm -hmm. actually the way we do it um is is a little bit softer it's kind of a backed off approach and it's it's to me it's a little more kind of melodic or melancholy oh yeah um and and i'm not saying that one's better than the other i just think it's a it's a different uh approach to 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 some of those classics and we so we do that a lot with those classic bluegrass tunes yeah your treatment of that song really caught me i I, you know i saw the song i thought well we'll we'll see how you guys you know your version of that but it was definitely unique Uh, i really cool isn't it it's different right right like i said i'm not I'm not, I'm not here to say, oh yeah, that's that's the way you're supposed to do Dark Hollow. I don't I don't know that it is, but right. um, that's our interpretation of, of a classic like that. And so, I assume that was just, Christopher singing. That's Christopher Denny. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Christopher Denny singing lead on Dark Hollow. It, it's it's uh, it really it's, adds another twist to that song. So yeah, good job on that. Thank you. We appreciate that. Really appreciate that. Are you guys writing some of your own material as well? Uh, so everything else on that album is original. Okay. Um, so on our album, uh, Dark Hollow is a cover. Uh, everything else on the album is original except for, uh, I believe it's track number seven, which is West Virginia, mm-hmm. which is of course in the Hazel Dickens catalog. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, that one I thought came out really, really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris again is more of kind of a, he's got a singer songwriter kind of folk vibe. So when we got together, he's like, man, have y'all ever done West Virginia? And I was actually not familiar with the song, yeah. uh, but he, he started doing it and I was like, man, we, we've got to do this yeah. one. Yeah. 
there's no question we got to do this. But the rest of them are all original. Yeah, yeah. Dark Hollow and uh, West Virginia, my home, are two covers. Everything else on the album's original. So yes, we are writing. Uh, we're writing now. We've got. Uh, we've probably got enough material to do other albums. You know, moving forward already. Great. But we're, we, okay. we continue to press and, and do things that are different. Yeah. Hopefully. Or do you guys uh, write collectively? Do you have one person doing most of the writing and everybody else kind of shaping the songs? Tell me a little bit about your process. So the so the process with writing is like um, we we again all have have kind of come from our own backgrounds. So a lot of what you hear on this album, uh, one person did the majority of the writing and then would bring it to the group, mm-hmm. and we would we would kind of all give our treatment to it. So like Strange Times, the first track is a song that I actually wrote a long time ago. Okay. That's a long time ago. I had the lyrics set and the chords and stuff a long time ago, but um, with the pandemic, right, we're all sitting around on our hands. We we we're not playing a whole lot of live shows. Right. It's hard to get them. So uh, I think you're seeing kind of a renaissance of all this great music that people have been working on or sitting on just because they may not have the time to do it. So yeah, yeah. that's that's actually where Strange Times came from. Uh, it's, it was an older song. I introduced it to the group. They're like, man, this is really cool. Strange Times fits what we're going through. Mm-hmm. It works. Like, mm-hmm. Let's do this. Um, and so uh, we we I brought that in and then. As collectively, you know, uh, everybody would say, hey, I like this part. I like this part. Let's do this. Let's add this. And um, I, I think the track came out really, really nice. I think um, with one that is it's kind of a thrill ride, that whole song. It's, it's topsy-turvy. It's kind of off it. You don't really know what's going to happen mm-hmm. next. Um, but uh, the with a song like that, I think you have the opportunity to be very choppy, but the cut to me is as seamless as it rolls through, even mm-hmm. through all those different parts. So it's, yeah. like, it's, it's very rollicking. It's a lot of fun to listen to personally, yeah. I think, but yeah. um, you yeah. know, I'd love for other people to be the judge of that. Sure. But. We're going to pause for just a moment. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the interview. We met IBMA. Uh, IBMA yeah. We yeah. yeah. Uh, Focal Lines was a little bit later. And was that the, your first time at IBMA? That was personally my first time to the business conference in uh, IBMA. Now, a lot of the members of our group have, have obviously been to IBMA before, um, but we had, we had not done the business conference, so we uh, literally just kind of went around the room like, hey, who in here has who wants to do the business conference portion of IBMA? And uh, lucky me, I was the one that everybody kind of was like, we need to send Aaron. So that was my first venture into the business conference of IBMA, but I had a great time. And uh, I think, um, again, like I said, when you hear bluegrass immediately you you move to kind of the appalachian side mm-hmm. of, of what that is so you mm-hmm. immediately think of virginia you think of north carolina you think of tennessee you think of kentucky even ohio you know has kind of carved out their own sound sure. for bluegrass. they have that working class bluegrass you know yeah um you, you don't immediately think of southern missouri or arkansas as a as, as like bluegrass off the top of your head mm-hmm. but the thing that i think i think as a group, we would like for this album to kind of go beyond the bounds of Arkansas because I think Arkansas has a really unique vantage point that maybe people aren't used to hearing a mm-hmm. whole lot. Mm-hmm. We are, we have the privilege of being where that Appalachian region kind of meets the Delta. Mm. Yep. Yep. And so if you think of someone like Johnny Cash, right, would you say that guy's a blues singer? Well, not off the top of your head, but in a lot of ways, he is a blues singer, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and his music is blues. It's rock. It's country. It, it's not bluegrass, but right. it sure works like bluegrass. So right. I think if you listen to our album, you'll hear kind of our own approach to bluegrass. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it does have some rock elements. It does have some blue notes. It's got a lot of blues influence, but I think that's what Arkansas has as a vantage point for that. And we'd love for to, to be, you know, not that we are the ambassadors, but we'd love to be the ambassadors for, hey, Arkansas plays bluegrass too. And here's what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things I, I actually, you, you kind of, 
segued really nice into the question I had was, what do you think makes Arkansas bluegrass different? And you kind of answered some of that. Do you, the other folks that are in the Arkansas area playing bluegrass, are you all kind of, do you have this, I know this is a subjective question, but is it, does Arkansas have a distinctive uh, identity with bluegrass? Can you, can you, can the aficionado go, oh yeah, that's kind of Arkansas bluegrass versus that's Virginia bluegrass kind of thing. I don't, I don't know that it's, um, I don't know that it's so distinct that you could pick out, hey, that's Arkansas bluegrass versus, versus straight up, you know, Virginia bluegrass. Cause I think if you do the classics, you're going to do the classics. Sure. You know, everybody's going to do, everybody wants to sound like Earl Scruggs. Everybody wants to sound like Tony Rice. Right, so right, right. I don't know that you mess with, you know, near perfection right but that being said yeah i think the answer to that question is yes i think that um arkansas does have its own way that we approach bluegrass i know that again that that band of appalachia that runs from you know virginia to tennessee Mm -hmm. uh you know kentucky that band eclipses the top of arkansas Mm -hmm. and it eclipses the bottom of missouri Mm -hmm. and so i think that whole band right there in the top of arkansas and the bottom of missouri um, I think that whole band in that has its own kind of approach to the, to the way that bluegrass sounds and the way that we do what we do. Because sure. again, we do we do have a lot of um, Appala- Appalachian influence, but we also have a lot of Delta influence and blues influence. Yeah, so yeah. you see those meld there, yeah. probably more so than you would just in like straight Kentucky bluegrass. Yeah, you know, for sure. And that's, yeah. again, that's kind of subjective, but I, I believe I believe that. Yeah, I, I like that though. That's a, that's a good way to put it. Um, do you guys have a? Uh, I'm assuming that that there's day jobs and this is still weekend warrior kind of approach. Do you have a a, a goal in mind with the band how, where you'd like to see you see you end up? Yeah, I, I we of course obviously do all have day jobs. We're working our day jobs. It definitely is a weekend warrior kind of thing right now. But that being said, I don't think any of us would mind if we literally got to the point where we were doing this all the time yeah um if if if, uh if there are you know people out there promoters or bluegrass festivals and people listen we'd love to come play um we'll play any bluegrass festival play any event that you got going on uh we like i said we'd love to push outside of the bounds of arkansas you know we've 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 played missouri we've played oklahoma we've played tennessee and things like that but um we'd love to get to where we're, we're traveling a lot and playing a lot and doing things like that a lot and so um yeah we just plan to keep releasing music and uh keep keep working to get to that point where we can actually hopefully set aside our day jobs and say, Hey, you know, mm-hmm. let's, play blue, let's play bluegrass full time. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, we were talking off air and, and, uh, about the times that we're in and, and, uh, how that's, um, been made, uh, a little more difficult lately to make that happen. Do you, do you have, um, a, a schedule for the, for this year and, and some yeah. travel dates yeah, already do. and festivals? Yeah. Yes, we do. So uh, you can always visit us online. It's www.thegravelyard.com. So www.thegravelyard.com. And if if you're interested in purchasing the album, if you're interested in um, hiring us or whatever, there's a section down at the bottom where you just fill out the little chat box and send it. It'll send it straight to us. Uh, We can, if, if, you know, there's a lot of bluegrass fans I know that do buy mail and check, which Mm -hmm. is absolutely fine. Uh, Mm -hmm. So we we can get it to you through the mail. We can get it to the check. It's a good old fashioned. uh, Back in the day, they called them CDs. Right. Good old fashioned CDs. (laughs) I hear they're on the way back. So that that would be encouraging. That's (laughs) that's very encouraging, right? Especially for, you know, for a group that, that are touring and playing. Yeah. You know, CDs, you can't beat it in my opinion but yeah. uh, uh so we we do that but uh, we do have a, a lineup 
uh, of shows that we're going to be playing. So uh, this year we're playing the Ozark Mountain Music Festival in January. Awesome. Um, we're going to be playing the Yadaloo Music Festival, which is in North Little Rock, I want to say in like the May time. And then we're actually playing Hillberry, which is a pretty big bluegrass festival in, in Eureka Springs in Arkansas. Okay. And so like Sam Bush headlined Hillberry this year. Yeah. Um, you know, infamous String Dusters, Railroad Earth, really, really phenomenal bands. We're going to be playing Hillberry um, later this year. So okay. that's, that's one of the And then, of course, we, you know, like every bluegrass band, we're going to go around doing churches. We're going to go around playing little, you know, uh, festivals and little events and things like that. So all of that will be on the website. It's www.thegravelyard.com. But if you are interested in coming to see us, if anybody wants to come down to the good old uh, south, you know, southern midwestern region, Arkansas, Tennessee, Oklahoma, Missouri, that'd be a, a great spot to come come visit with us. And the new record, Strange Times, not quite out yet. Is that right? Almost. That's correct. Yeah. It's a, it will officially be released on Friday. So we're gonna have a we're gonna have a party yeah. um, in North Little Rock, and we're gonna actually release the album on Friday. So um, be looking, you know, if you're out there listening, be looking for that. So and that's fun. Friday, January seventh. So depending on when you're listening to this, it's either it could have already happened. It's, yeah. It, it could already be out. So you can definitely um, uh, go to the website and get that for sure. Um, and you mentioned a little earlier that that you've already got some new material in the bag and you're working on how far out do you wait before you put put the next one together uh man i i I think we get this one out we see what it does see how it does and then it just like you like you were saying we do we do have jobs still at this point but um it's just going to be kind of when we can get everybody's schedule to flow again and and get everything to work out but i i mean i'd be I'd be hoping that we could get at least a single or, or something out um, this year, you know, later yeah. this year. I'd, I'd love for that to happen. I'm not saying it will. I'm not saying it won't. But um, I'd love for us to be able to get new material out um, later this year if, if we can find the time to do that. But I think, you know, I think for a group that's in the position that we're in, I think that's what you have to do is you have to keep putting new material out there so that hopefully somebody will will be like, man, that that was kind of cool. I kind of enjoyed that. I'd love to hear more of what they've got. Yeah. And, you know, that's how you that's how you develop a fan base. So. What's the um, what's the first single folks can look for off of this record? They can call the call XM or uh, their local radio station that plays bluegrass and, and ask for what? What are you going to release yeah. first? Uh, so I think like we're actually going to release the entire album. So anything uh, this Friday, anything that is on the album, um, the the kind of title track is the strange times song so if you guys are interested in that it's it's called strange times off of the strange times album um with the gravel yard um there's a tune called the stories we tell on there which is a kind of a, a twist on a gospel tune it's mm-hmm. an original tune of ours uh, it actually sounds very john prynish okay if, if you if you're a john prine fan it sounds very john prynish um there's a track called raleigh on there and that's a track that people really really enjoy so any of those uh you know like i said just uh we're, we're going to get it up on uh, spotify youtube all the all the platforms where you'd have music so go listen to it if there's some of that that you would like to hear uh, please call your local radio station call you know any 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 places that are playing music and tell them that you want to hear the gravel yard and then strange times or raleigh or the stories we tell or uh, what have you uh, any of the songs on this album will be fair game yeah and i, I would encourage folks to listen to your version of dark hollow as well uh, that one yeah does. Uh, west virginia that, yeah and I, west, I, right. i'll let that one yeah, west virginia is very unique yeah. dark dark hollow came out really nice uh cliff prouse the, the fiddle player has one called traveling on um and that's to me traveling on has the most kind of like modern pop country approach yeah to it's, it. it's got a good um, progressive sound to it yeah i, I listen yeah to it, does, well. it does yeah. it does yeah in, in a lot of ways so like if, if you're into that kind of thing i think i think this album is eclectic enough that no matter what kind of kind of genre you you know if, even if you're 
if, if you're a diehard traditional bluegrass fan, I think we've got enough of that to where it's where you're going to enjoy it. If you are, you know, if you're interested in stuff that's a little more progressive, I think this is eclectic enough that you should find something that you that you would like on this album. So yeah, yeah please, we'd love for people to call in and request them. Yeah, good. Well, congratulations on the new record. It's good stuff, and I certainly wish you well with it. And uh, I hope you get some get some solid dates booked. I, I hope all the the bands do, and we look forward to catching you out there on the circuit somewhere. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.